chips and caviar with Aaron Singerman and Rob Bailey talking current events and business. I hope you guys enjoyed the theme song. Yeah, so are we, are we sticking with one or are we going to... I mean, only time will tell, my friend. Only time will tell. Yeah. And today we're talking about... Uh, so I like this one. Uh, I think a lot of people out there can't find their passion or their purpose. Yes. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that uh, finding your... First off, everybody says, and this is a great line, it's a, you know, this is, I don't know who said it initially, but uh, if you love what you do for work, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. And... Uh, and that's such a big thing that unfortunately not many people get the the, the privilege and the ability to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. You and I have both been uh, unique in the fact that we've, you know, for the last over a decade, we've exclusively done that. Um, I haven't worked for anybody um, for, you know, I don't know how long now, over a decade. And last I did, I was still following my passion, you know, and, and it's been steps to get to here, but I've been doing what I want to do for a long time and finding that passion for me, uh, took some time. I didn't find what I wanted to do in life and how to direct my my passion and interest until I was in my late twenties, which a lot of people would say maybe too late. Wow, interesting. I uh, I just realized something as you were talking. Yes, I saw you had a look of like, yeah, uh, which I don't want to realize things mid podcast, but I realized that I've never um, not been passionate about what I do. Like it wasn't my absolute purpose in life, right? But I've always the job that I've had, I've I've never thought about it like fuck. I gotta go to work, or I hate this thing. Like you know, people tend to. Yeah. Um, even when I was doing things that I was like, I'm not gonna do this forever. I felt very passionate about everything. Probably you you generated that passion, but also you were doing creative things when you were, worked at QVC. It's but even not- like even cooking and washing dishes, like I was just proud and I was oddly passionate about being a dishwasher. Which well, is very strange. Well, that's, I mean, the, the key to being, to getting recognized in, in work and life in any career and job is to, even if you have to manufacture or manufacture the passion and be the best you can at whatever you do, because you'll move up. I think that's what it is. I just wanted to be the best at what I could. Um, but I think one of the things that I, I did specifically, I'm sure you did the same, obviously did the same thing, is I tried everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, there's a little, like, hesitation for people that they want to find their passion and they're looking for it like from from inside their house looking out the window saying do I see it out there somewhere and uh you're not going to find it like that no that's true and uh I think that people have to so if you're out there and you say what is my passion you have to think about things that you love things that you're interested in very interested in things you feel you know, uh, attraction to, even if it doesn't appear that you can make money from it. Mm-hmm. So using myself as an example, when I was 27 years old, I had just got off of heroin and drugs and I realized I wanted to do something with my life. I was a personal trainer. You know the story. Mm-hmm. I was a personal trainer at a local gym in Houston at a, a wellness center in Houston. And there was a trainer there, uh, this guy, Mike, and he was busy all the time, crazy, busy, crazy, busy. And I felt like I was in the gym. You know, I love working out. I love, I really love bodybuilding. So I was kind of on the on the on the outskirts of what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. what I loved, and I was making okay money, but not like Mike. And so one day Mike drove up in a, a car you would like, a brand new 911 Turbo. Oh, I love it! And he drove up in it, and I, you know, I saw the car, and I've always liked nice stuff, even though mm-hmm. I could never afford it, and I never really even aspired to have nice stuff at this point because, I mean, I just wanted to pay the bills and survive and yeah. not be on heroin, right? 
And so uh, I saw simple goals. Yeah, I mean that's, that's a simple <laughs> life. Yeah, just don't do heroin and be able to pay your bills. And uh, and yeah. I asked Mike. I said, Hey, Mike, you know, how do I get a Porsche like that? And it's kind of like a question that really doesn't have an answer. It was a rhetorical question, basically, yeah. right? Um, and Mike said, you're never going to get a Porsche like that. Damn. He just kicked your dick in. Yeah. And, I, and it, it really crushed me, you know, that he said that and it hurt my feelings. Cause you were kind of being nice, kind of joking. Like, Hey man, how do I get a car like That's that? That's it. Yeah. Like it wasn't a very a real, loose question. It wasn't even a question. It was like, you know what you would say to somebody, you know, it's like a, whatever a conversation starts. Mm-hmm. His car was cool. Uh, and he said, you're never going to get a car like that. Damn. I like yeah. that answer, bro. Yeah, well, that's it good. It was rough. It was rough. it's rough to do. Send Mike some Redcon. Yeah, I have. I have. Um, so, um, so anyway, he told me that, and uh, and obviously he could tell he had hurt my feelings, right? And he goes, he goes, hey man, like, do you love personal training? And I said, no, not not really. And he goes, so for me, I love training these people because it wasn't we weren't training athletes, we were training you know older people or people with yeah. health issues, trying to get people back in shape or, you know, almost more like a, a PT type of training yeah. versus like getting dudes huge and ripped. You know, there was no like dieting. You know, mm-hmm. my, like you go to my gym now, Red Cone, we just went for, came from the gym. And the trainers are totally different. Everybody, everybody is different. Everybody there is is some level of serious, uh, even if there's new and serious. There's you know everybody is pretty damn serious. Yeah. Like me and you are by nowhere near the biggest guys or the most ribbed, the most no. not anywhere near. Um, anyway, so that's a totally different type of gym than I'm talking about. And I told uh, I told him no, I, I'm not. He goes, I'm passionate about helping these people. When I get up in the morning, I'm excited to get to the gym to help somebody. And when I'm going to sleep, I'm thinking about how I can change diets and what exercises I can do. I send my uh, all my clients emails at the end of the training session, breaking down what we did. We're going to do different goals for themselves. I love this. I, I literally dream about helping people and doing this. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have a Porsche. And he said, and that's why you're not going to have one. And I was like, damn. And he goes, you should go home tonight when you leave and think about what you love and think about how to do it. Yeah. He said, think about it. He's like, I don't know what it is that you love. And I said, I don't know what it is that I love. Yeah. He goes, think about it. He said, take the night and, uh, and meditate on it. Mm. And I'm like, oh, what an asshole. I, you know, in my head, I'm like, this guy's fucking <laughs> Meditate, me. fuck that dude. Crushed me and then tells me, go home and meditate about it. Um, <laughs> go home and think about what I said to you. Yeah. And then I did, but I did. I went home and I didn't, I didn't, I remember it very well. I didn't play the TV. I laid in bed and stared up at the ceiling and thought about what do I love? Mm. And the only thing I could think of was bodybuilding. Yeah. And uh, we talked about this in a previous episode. Genetically, I am a tall, skinny Jewish guy. At the time, tall, skinny Jewish kid. Why does Jewish have the? Because Jewish guys don't are not jacked, man. Generally, they're not jacked. Really, we don't. Yeah, everybody. There's genetic potential for everybody. Are you the only one? Are you the only jacked Jew? No, there's some other ones for sure, but not a lot. Um, Do you know them? To be to be six two plus, (laughs) two hundred and fifty pounds and Jewish in muscles. That's like a. uh, I'm like a unicorn with that. Although there are there are people out there. I'm sure. I mean, I'm not the only one. I mean, I've been trying to get. Into the Jewish religion for a while. I know we, we know, don't like, we don't want to keep talking to your rabbi. Yeah. It's the thing that amazes me about the Jewish religion is you're the only religion that's not like actively begging you to be a part of their religion. In fact, it's quite the opposite, which is why I want to be part of it. <laughs> right? Like it's an the, exclusive the group. fact that you guys aren't like, hey man, uh, can I talk to you for a minute? Do you have half an hour for me to tell you why you should be part of this? Right. I'm always like. Hey, Rabbi, uh, can you tell me about this and this and this? And he tells me, and then he changes the subject because he almost doesn't want to let me in the club. No, he definitely doesn't. If you go, if you told my rabbi, who's an amazing guy, Arlo yeah. Gopin, uh, who's been my rabbi for 12 years and, or more than that, initially I wanted nothing to do with him. Uh, yeah. And uh, and I come to love the guy because he's such a great dude. I mean, he's such a smart, I, good I dude. I like him. 
Yeah, everybody does. I like consider him a friend. Yeah. I don't know what he considers me, but I think he'd probably um, say the same thing. But then why doesn't he want me in the fucking but gang, bro? He does. He doesn't. It's funny. It's like not part of not part of the thing. So you don't. Is it because there's only room for one tall jacked guy in the Jewish culture? Maybe that. Maybe that's it. Oh. Maybe that's it. Uh, all right. So you weren't going to be a good bodybuilder. Sorry. A little tangent. Sorry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So. So okay. It's uh, I'm staring at the ceiling of my $500 a month apartment in Houston, Texas, right by the methadone clinic, so it's convenient. Mm. Um, and I'm looking up at the ceiling, and uh, by the time, by the by the way, at this point, I was on methadone and uh, trying to get off of methadone, uh, which was a, a whole other story and, and a bad experience. I eventually got off the methadone, uh, but against the 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 wishes of the methadone clinic, they mm. want to keep you on there and keep getting your money. Stack that money, boy. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So um, so anyway, I'm staring up there, and I think like. How am I going to be like, how am I going to be a, a, in bodybuilding and make money? Like, it seems like crazy. And then I started thinking about, like, you know, Steve Blackman, mm-hmm. uh, who owns Muscular Development, Joe Weider, who started the the father of modern bodybuilding, also, in- incidentally, is a Jewish. Uh, and so is Steve Blackman. So I'm like, Ooh, wow. Uh, Peter McGuff, uh, who was the editor in chief of Flex, who oh. I really admire, who passed away not too long ago. Um, and a whole slew of others that I was, I was thinking, well, look, these guys are all in bodybuilding, they're making money. Um, and they made, and Joe Weider made a lot of money. Um, and also like the other people that are surrounding the sport, obviously my good friend, Jim Mannion, who's the owner, uh, and president of basically bodybuilding in general. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's not a competitive bodybuilder. No. Um, and I, so I started thinking about all these things like Jim Lorimer, who ran Arnold Classic, started Arnold Classic. So there's, there's opportunity in bodybuilding outside of com- competing. Of course. And then I decided that was what I was going to do. And so any time from, from that day forward that I had any free time, I was doing something to further those efforts. Mm-hmm. I stopped going to movies. I stopped going out to eat. I was crazy, crazy obsessive. And any time that I had that wasn't at the gym paying my bills, I was trying to do something, whether it's posting on a board, using my own name, Aaron Singer, and nobody else was doing that. Yeah. One of the bulletin boards that don't really exist today. I, today. I, was. I yeah. was using my real name. Yeah, well, you're smart. You're yeah. smart. Um, but most people use Swole Gun 69 or whatever, right? <laughs> they had a nickname. Um, we robbed the same as me. You know, you wanted to get attention. The reason I was doing it was to try to get attention. I sent articles, many, many, many articles for free to tons and tons of magazines and publications trying to get them to publish it for nothing just to get my, my name out there. And, uh, and I would write to, at the time, podcasts were brand new. And I would write to the host of all the podcasts. Uh, Dan Solomon was mm-hmm. a, one of the hosts of one of the podcasts I wrote to a lot. Dave Palumbo, who ended up being my boss for a little while. Uh, and Carl Lenore. And Carl Lenore was Superhuman Radio, and that's how I got my start. He was the first one to give me any attention. He's great. Yeah, he's great. He's another great friend and a great guy. And he let me in, basically, and I started a podcast with him. And the rest is history. Uh, I started making money doing that, and I made many, many, many millions of dollars and yeah. generated a billion dollars in revenue based on that initial passion um, that was that was sparked off by that conversation with the trainer, Mike. Interesting. And about that Porsche. And so I tell the whole story because... I think everybody, if you really think about it, you have something. My mom, funny funny aside, like about passion, and she's not going to do it because it's my mom and, and I'm paying her bills. And yeah, she's your fine. mom's fine. Your yeah, mom's she's, she's set. She but, has a good ride right now. But she loves birds, and she's like, I wish I had something to do. Really? Yeah, loves birds. She's a bird woman. And so um, she loves them. And so um, she was like, you know, it'd be cool if I could make money with birds, but that's not possible. I'm totally like, possible. I'm like, what are you talking oh about? Oh, my God. Like, that's a great one, Mom. You love yeah. birds. Birds will make you money. Your passion and love for birds, if you wanted to. Now, of course, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And probably some initial investment on my, on my yeah. part. But she, you know, there is for everybody something so, like that. So that, And that's the weird thing is when people, because that's hard for me to understand, right? So when people say, I don't know what my passion is, 
Do you think it's because people are trying to connect their passion to financial gain right yeah, away? Right. So like for you, you were like, I don't know why I'm just going to start sending uh, these articles in and I'm going to start r doing this. And there was no instant return. No. Um, cause I know, I know the same thing with Dana, right? Like when there Dana was no was foreseeable like, return even. Yeah. No. When Dana was like, I want to be on the cover of a magazine or whatever. So we, we generally had goals, but the steps that we were taking right away, or even me printing t-shirts and to give them away for my friends to understand the process, see what people like, understand fashion a little bit more, sewing for no reason, just making clothes by myself. Um, all of my things that I was passionate about, I was doing, and there was no finance. Like, I didn't see where it was going. Yeah. And I think that, same thing with you, it seems like leaning into a passion, but not seeing where it's going. I think when people think of, I don't know what my passion is now, it's like, I don't know, do you like to to walk dogs? Like, yeah, you can make a really good living doing that, or start some kind of company, or invent a leash that walks itself, or, like, there's so many options, it just might not be clear now. Right. So, immerse yourself in that, right? And it will show itself. Like, the more you keep your eyes open, live and breathe that, which is exactly what you did. Right. Or people that like what they do, to some extent, but feel stuck, you know, where they go, well, like, uh, I'm going to use a, a, a massage uh, therapist or well, somebody like that, you know, and they work at a place they don't like and they do this. Well, this is, you know, what you need to do is take that and create your own business, market it, which is very easy to do and cheap these days, market it, mm -hmm. uh, even word of mouth and create a business out of it and then have employees doing the same thing under you. And then all of a sudden you're the boss and you're doing something tangentially, you know, that you're interested in or have liked, but have created something bigger out of it. There's yeah. so many opportunities. These and that, days and that. that's one, um, a lot of people I don't think are meant to be business owners and meant right. to be managers. Um, it's true. I mean, you can also be the massage therapist where you invent your own method. I think we all know, sure. uh, like my boy PJ, the muscle mechanic, right? And then there's uh, uh, Jimmy uh, Bluff, Bluff, Jimmy Bluff, Bluff who yeah. create like you end up creating your own method. You yeah. have your own certain thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, like I don't, I don't remember what those dudes were charging, but like it was healthy. Yeah, <laughs> healthy, and and you know you become this individual where he has no staff. They right. just roll around, there's individual person. So there's so many options, right? And I think that, um, I think a lot of people get hung up figuring like what's the financial return right now? You know, so maybe I do need to scale into a bunch of people or maybe I need to do this. I'm constantly looking at myself even saying, cool, in relationship to my passion with art and design, am I doing this right? And that's something I came over recently where it's like, wow, I'm, I'm managing way too many people. I have, z I have a, a desire to run an apparel company, but no desire to manage people, right? which takes away from my passion. So even though I'm like doing the most passionate thing ever, still there needs to be these little adjustments along the way, even though I'm 15 years in yeah. of like, am I doing the right thing, right? And maybe you're for health and fitness, right? Because that's what you love. Maybe that will slightly change, you know? Um, and somehow be a little bit different, but it's it's a journey that I feel like you have to be active in to get the knowledge out of it. Well, the one thing for sure, for damn sure, is that you got to start. You have is to it, start. Is it, is you have the, to start. So, like, uh, even and then I, you know, I just mentioned just a second ago about how I uh, how I did start focusing all my time and energy on on creating a role and a career in bodybuilding and fitness industry, but I didn't quit my job. Yeah, uh, I didn't go all in. And that's true. That's a lot of people are like, well, I'm working. I have to work. So what am I going to? There's always time. You just have to sacrifice other things. You may not be able to watch the newest episode of Yellowstone, mm -hmm. um, but 
you're going to be able to send out those emails. You're exactly. Able to, so you have to reprioritize your time. Don't quit your job and don't say, don't use this excuse. I have to work. Cause those are things that people say all the time. I can't, I can't do that. I have to work. I have to pay the bills. I got uh, a message online the other day, a dude trying to be a dick. I posted a new song and, um, he was like, don't quit your day job. Uh, I was like, don't worry, bro. Like music isn't my day job. It's a very casual thing that I do in the dark of night yeah. with my extra time, yeah. right? Because I'm passionate about it. Um, and I don't do it for money. It returns money, but that's not why I do it. But that's funny. Don't quit your day job. And it's like, yeah, man, I don't, this is my passion. This is my side hustle. We this forgot. Is- bro, we forgot. Um, we did the episode, You're a Loser If. Yeah. You're a loser if you write comments like that to people. Yeah, on the 100%. Internet. If you're writing negative shit on the internet, you're that's a loser. Your, you're an absolute loser. Like, don't waste your time. That's the kind of uh, negative energy that you don't want to put out in the world because you're going to get it back. Yeah, 100%. You do not, I, I, I do not think I've ever, and even in my most desperate times, wrote something to somebody negative on any post anybody's ever made. I can't ever remember somebody posting something and me being like, you suck or whatever. I don't think that's ever happened. You look gross, loser. Yeah, it's yeah. like, never happened. Guys, so in closing, um, one, if you like the show, if you find value, please share. Please give us a good review. Uh, if not, if you don't like the show, send us a message and tell us why. Yeah. Uh, what would you like? Because we'd appreciate it, right? Yeah. We yeah. Want, yeah. We we um we you know look we want we want to hear what we should do differently or yeah. better. Um, although I've been on many podcasts, I've hosted mm-hmm. podcasts. So have you. You know, this is a new project for us, so we're yeah. open to hear uh, totally constructive to hear. criticism. Don't say you suck. We'll block your ass. We but, won't. No, I'll say why. Yeah. Well, why you, do I suck? You're nicer than me. I'll block you. Because you're, you have to be constructive. You're ugly and stupid, and you and Aaron just want to hear yourselves talk. Then you, like, block. then you block. Interesting. Then okay. you block them. Okay. Um, and, but in closing, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing we can say about, about passion and purpose is take action. Yes. Take Simple. Action. I mean, Don't that's wait. that's the answer to most things in life is just take action. Yes. Don't wait. There's no time like the present. And uh, get after it. Thank you, guys. We appreciate every single one of you for listening. Chips and caviar.